great. You have a micro niche that you're thinking about pursuing. Awesome. Well done. Congratulations. Good for you. But is that really enough? I mean, at the end of the day, is that enough? Is it just enough to say, I go after that type of micro niche? I actually don't think that's enough. I don't feel that that's enough to actually have the type of success that you want. I feel that there is a lot more that you need to do in order to go deeper, in order to have some success. Picking out your micro niche is important, but it's not as important as figuring out what your ideal client is going to be. Most insurance agents have not figured it out. They haven't thought about it. They haven't defined it. They will write anything and everything. But figuring out who your ideal client is allows you to know what you are going to say yes to, but also what you are putting a line in the sand about and what you will say no to. That's what we're going to talk about on this podcast. Stay tuned. What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Specht, and I teach insurance agents how to quote less, win more often, and build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. Whether you're a brand new producer just starting out or you've been grinding it out year after year, you're in the right place to learn how to grow your book. I teach insurance producers my step-by-step 12X framework that helps you get the incumbent agent fired and you hired. After all, why waste time quoting when you can win with one signature? If you're looking for a proven system to help you 12X your book of business, then visit my website at www.12x.club to see how it's done. Otherwise, kick back, turn up the volume, and remember, quoting is for the week. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. My name is Charles Specht, and I am your host. And I'm excited to be able to talk to you today about this particular topic that's going to be dealing with your ideal client. Do you have an ideal client? If you don't have an ideal client, then I would suspect that you are in the chicken business. Chicken business is not a very good place for an insurance producer to be. What's a chicken business insurance agent? You take all the mud that you've got, you throw as much mud against the wall and you see what sticks. That is chicken business. In other words, they're just winging it. Chicken wings, chicken business, just winging it. That frankly is not a very good place to be as an insurance agent. Now, that is what I would call a generalist insurance agent. A generalist insurance agent, jack of all trades, quasi generalist, winging it, throw mud against the wall, see what sticks. They are not making as much money they don't win as many accounts. They don't write as much account, many accounts. And frankly, they have smaller books of business. That's what a generalist insurance agent does. To take it to the micro niche is to take it, frankly, to another level. Absolutely, it is. To take it to another level. Figuring out a micro niche is kind of like looking at an industry, but then going deeper, right? Talk about construction, but instead, I'm just going to do roofing subcontractors. I've got transportation, but I'm only going to focus on doing companies that um, are hauling dumpsters. I've got healthcare, but I'm only going to be working on accounts that are urgent cares. That's micro niching. That's really good. But that's also what I kind of feel is like the first level of micro niching. Let's take it a little bit deeper. Let's go a step further, if you will. I want to ask you, do you really know what type of a client you want to have for your client? That's a different question than what kind of micro niche should you be in? 
because the type of client that you want is going to dictate a lot of other things. In fact, I would say that you need to figure out the type of client you want before you determine your micro niche. So let's kind of like rewind this whole idea and just sort of go back to really where the beginning ought to be to figure out Mr. Mrs. Miss Insurance Producer, what type of client do you want and what type of client do you not want? That is going to answer a lot of questions. You might be saying, well, Charles, what exactly do you mean by that? Well, I suppose I could mean a lot of different things, but I definitely mean this. What type of client is going to be the type of servicing that you're willing to give? What type of client is going to be the type of client that, that you want in regards to how sophisticated of a buyer are they? What type of client do you want in regards to cross-selling? What type of client do you want in regards to getting referral business? What type of client do you want in regards to certain premium size? And in other words, what type of client do you not want if they fall underneath that size? What type of client would be your ideal client in regards to the types of services that you would provide? Um, based upon that, you might decide, you know what, I want to provide, just as an example, I might want to provide a loss control program that is going to decrease the number of claims that my clients have by 25% annually. In other words, if I'm working with somebody or a company that's got 10 claims on average per year, I want to get them down to about seven, seven and a half claims a year. And so we put together a loss control program that does that. Well, guess what? If I'm creating a service like that, I'm probably going to have to go after a bigger account because they have that many claims per year, right? And so if I can decrease that number, that's going to be really helpful, which means that my ideal client is going to be an account that has this many claims over the course of time so that I can lower that number of claims by 25%, which means that I have to be able to provide a particular type of service, a level of service to that account to get them to want to meet with me in the first place. You got to know your ideal client. You got to know your ideal prospect. If you are not dialed in to the type of an account you want, then you're chicken business. You're amateur. You don't want to be amateur. You don't want to be that. You want to be the one who gets a very large book of business, a significant. And frankly, it starts here. This is the starting point. Everything else is dictated by the line in the sand. We do this, but everything on the other side of the line, we don't do that. You have to decide that because it might be different for the producer who's in the office next to you. It might be different than based upon the type of client that your agency is normally writing or has written in the past. Your ideal client going forward might be different than the types of clients you wrote last year. I would tell you that if you can begin to to define and clearly articulate what your ideal client is, you get a chance to put a line in the sand and begin to 12X, to level up significantly. So I want you to spend some time figuring out what type of client you want. And some of the questions that you have to ask yourself as you're going through this is, what kind of a lifestyle do I want as a human being? Let's think about that. What kind of a lifestyle do you want as a human being in regards to being in the insurance business? Do you want to be the type of an insurance agent who is strapped to your cell phone 24-7? You know, one of the first, uh, well, frankly, the first agency that I ever worked for, there was an agent in that office who 
was supposedly successful. That's what, like, I, from what I heard, supposedly successful. He didn't write huge accounts. He doesn't even work at that agency any longer. Um, in fact, I don't think he has that big of a book of business. But man, if there is one thing that I remember, that guy always was talking on his cell phone, always had his headphones on because he was talking to somebody. Like he never had a time to just sort of shut off. And I'm telling you, the guy looked like he was four or five shades of red in his face. I just thought the guy was going to have a heart attack, always stressed out. I just looked at that guy and said, man, I do not want to be that guy. That he created for himself, his own fault. What he did is that he ended up getting a bunch of clients that were just high stress, high service, always having to deal with something. And that was the type of business he had. And I just remember that thinking, I don't want to be like that guy. I don't want to be like that guy. And so from that perspective, that would then, for me, deciding I don't want to be like that, it then removed a whole lot of accounts where I said, I am not going to have those types of a client, uh, those types of accounts for clients. I don't want that type of service. I don't want that type of maintenance. I do not want to have to be married to my telephone. I want to be able to just take a week off and not have to deal with anything. I don't want to have to be present to have to service my clients all the time. So what is your ideal lifestyle as an insurance agent? This is going to dictate a lot of different things. What you want out of your life will dictate the type of client you're going to have to going, prospect going forward. It starts with that. It starts then also like talking about like what type of client is going to be the one that really wants you. Do you know? What type of prospect out there, what type of business owner or just policyholder is going to want you? Now, let me just also say, this can be different for commercial property and casualty agents. It can be different for employee health benefits agents. It can be different for a high net worth personal lines agent. I don't care what product you're selling. You just have to figure out what type of client do you want. Was talking with um, and an agent, uh, reached out to me, set an appointment with me today. He's with a large firm. If I told you the name of it, you'd know the name. Um, he does personal lines insurance, but he just kind of does like sort of middle line personal lines insurance. And he's trying to like take a take a step up to level up to go high net worth personal lines. So I said, man, if you do that, thumbs up. I think that's a very wise move. Like you know, why would I want to sit around and try to pedal two, three, four, five thousand dollar premium policies. Like that's just not going to work. Why not just, you know, level it up to do like $50,000, $100,000 personal lines policies. You know what you can, if you actually decide what type of client you will have going forward, you have to put a line in the sand. I do this, but I don't do that. Are you a local insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Look no further than nationwide brokerage solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business. So don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. That's nbsbrokerage.com. And by the way, tell them Charles sent you. When you create that, then it opens up doors 
It helps you to understand what your day and your week is supposed to look like. How will you prospect? Are you just going to prospect sort of the middle line, you know, blue collar America? We write every homeowner policy on, you know, on the streets around our city. Is that you? I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying, is that what you've decided as your ideal prospect and client? Or is that what you're reverting to? I would tell you most agents just sort of like, they just write whatever falls across their lap. They write whatever anybody that's going to pay premium. That's not a very smart, wise way in which to go about it. Um, I have another client. Um, she also does personal lines and owns her own agency, small little agency. You know, it was just kind of going after middle line clients. I said, no, no, you are luxury. You are high net worth. You know, literally a couple of weeks later, she writes the biggest account she's ever gone after. Why? Because we now have like redefined the type of an account that she goes after. What stops people from being able to do that? I tell you. It is right there between your ears. It's right there behind your eyeballs. It's the mind. It's the problem in your mind. You're just thinking, this is what I do, but you've never really thought about why you do what you do. We haven't sat down to clearly define what type of an account we want going forward, what type of lifestyle we want to live. If you can clearly define it, so many better things are going to happen in your life in regards to your insurance business. I 100% believe that. I know it to be the case. It's just true. But you, have you, have, have listen, have you sat down and clearly defined what you will go after and what you will say no to? Those are two different issues. I want you to just get away. Go out to a coffee shop. I don't know. Go in your office. Close the door. Go sit in a car. I don't care. Go like drive out into the country, get away, just get away for a few hours. And I want you on to get a piece of paper on one side of that page, if you will, write down everything you want out of your ideal client, size, industry, how much service, you know, is it just relationship, automatic renewal? Do I place this business with standard carriers? Do I have to go to wholesale carriers? Like, uh, is it a, the type of an account that requires a service that you're going to provide? You know, are they willing to do business with you, even if you're a little bit more because of who you are, the ethics, the service that you provide that they just can't live without, like whatever, just, just start brainstorming, define what it is that you want. Now that's the easy part. The hard part is when you flip the paper over. The hard part is when you flip the paper over and now you begin to describe the type of an account that you will not write. The type of an account you will not write, even if they say, here you go, Charles, here's a check, here's a check. It is more difficult to say no than it is to say yes. It is much more difficult to define what your no is than to be able to, on the other side of the piece of paper, say, this is what my yes is. However, when you are clearly defining your ideal client, you will then be able to know what is the yes and what is the no. You might say, the type of client I do not want is something that falls under this, under this premium amount. Uh, the type of client I do not want is going to have only this amount of assets. The type of client I do not want is going to be in these types of industries. The type of client I do not want is going to be unethical. The type of client I do not want is somebody who just shops on price and is willing to leave me for a nickel. 
The type of client I do not want is someone who um, on average is only with a current a- or their agent for like maybe two or three years. You start to define what you do and what you don't want because that then has to become the line in the sand that you're just unwilling to go forward with. Why would I say that this is an issue? I say this is an issue because the vast majority of people that even start to micro niche, they say, oh, these are all the things that I want, but they have never said, this is what I don't want. And then what inevitably happens is that they start writing a bunch of stuff that doesn't coincide with what their yes was. These are all the things that they should have said no to, but they end up spending time working on it. They spend time quoting it. They spend time driving to these companies. They start wasting their time doing all of these other things that are not a part of the type of an account that they want. And then, then they will start to just like, you know, argue with themselves to, to convince themselves in their own mind. Well, it only takes me an hour or two to get that done. It's not that far. It's kind of easy. I can just quickly turn it around. Great. You just wasted an hour, two hours when you could have, you spent that time prospecting, finding your ideal account, writing it 10 times larger. Was it worth it? Was it worth it? And now you have this small little account that's going to be hounding you. They're going to go into cancellation because they are just unorganized. They're disorganized. They're just not accountable. They're having cash flow problems. You told yourself, yep, you want somebody that just you know doesn't have cash flow problems, but now you ended up writing this account that has cash flow problems and it's killing you. It's killing your sale, your, your service team. Yep. It's because you didn't listen to what you're saying no to, or you didn't clearly define what you say no to. This is why I believe these issues are that critical to your success. To actually sit down and ask yourself, what type of client do I want? You know, I work with a lot of different insurance agents. I work with commercial property and casualty. I work with employee health benefits producers. I have some life, some annuities. Um, I work with agency owners. I work with seasoned producers. I work with brand new producers. I work with personalized agents. Um, I work with some direct writers who are trying to make a transfer into the independent agency side. I work with even like some people who hire me. They're not even in the insurance business yet, but they're trying to figure out which agency to go to. And so I help them and I consult with them on that side. So you know, like I work with lots of different agents like all over the board. Okay. Um, and what I tend to find is that those agents who are willing to define what they say no to are the ones who make more money. They absolutely do. And they also tend to be the ones who, frankly, I think are a little bit happier. A little bit happier. All right? You know, today, I, I think it was today, or maybe it was yesterday, but I think it was today. I put something out on LinkedIn was talking about like the number of clients that you could have. Maybe it was a couple of days ago. But anyway, one of my peers, David Carruthers, shout out to David Carruthers. What's up, David? You know, he responded in the, in the comments, you know, talking about a producer that he knows who like has a very large book of business and is still prospecting, even though it's a very large book of business. He writes a very large account. And then he, what he does is he just shaves off that small account, and gives it to another producer. Yep, absolutely. There's a plenty of ways in which to do it because he knows what his yes is. And now he knows what his no is. Uh, I responded to that saying, I also know another producer who does something similar. He has 
I think like 13 clients. They're each about $100,000 of commission each. And he's happy with his book. He doesn't want to write another account. He doesn't want to bring in more because he knows that it's going to suffer his servicing team and they're not going to be able to service his other 13 clients in the way that they need to be serviced. He knows what his no is. If he ever loses one of those, he's going to get another one. He does, I don't think he's going to have a hard time with that. It's just that based upon what his servicing team is as an agency right now, he's not able to bring out another. It's important to know what your no is. If you don't know what your no is, you are going to suffer. So you must clearly define. Have you clearly sat down, defined what your ideal client is going to be? And I'm telling you, if you haven't, I would suspect you're probably only making 50 cents on the dollar where well, you probably could be. That's it. I think you're making 50 cents on the dollar. I'll just, I guess I'll start calling you 50 cent because that's what you're making on the dollar because you haven't yet figured out who do you really want as a client and who do you not want as a client. If you sit down and really do both sides of that piece of paper, what you really want out of life, your lifestyle, what type of client do you actually want, all that kind of good stuff. But you also write down what your no is, what you are saying no to. I actually feel everything else becomes easier. Your script becomes easier to understand. Your messaging, your branding becomes easier. You don't have to maybe have as many prospects on your list. You don't have to waste time weeding through those because now you understand who you're trying to resonate with. Your brand will become easier to display before the right eyeballs. Your emails will start to be targeted better and will make more sense to the right people. You, they will start, start to, I think, resonate with people better. I mean, frankly, I think that emails, scripts, messages, social media posts, all of that, they work a lot better when a number of people who see it say, ick, ugh, delete, I don't like it. In other words, they don't resonate with a lot of people. However, if you're doing the right type of branding and copy, it's going to super resonate with the right people. And then those people will begin to flock to you. They will respond, say, yep, I'm absolutely interested. Let's do this. Like I've said before, you don't need 392 clients. You might only need 75. Find your 75 clients. You don't need 3,000 clients. Maybe you just need 75. Find your 75 whatever your number is. Maybe you only want 13 clients. Maybe you want 24 clients. Maybe you want 100 clients. I don't care. What is your number? If you haven't thought about it, that's on you. But you need to clearly define what you want out of life. And if you, if you don't, well, that's on you. But if you do, then congratulations because you'll be making a lot of money. I just know that to be the case. Congratulations. You will sell more. You will make more money. Your agency leadership will be happier. Your servicing team will be happier. And at the end of the day, I think you're going to have less stress, more time for the things that you want. Why? Because you did the hard work up front instead of just slinging mud, hoping for the best. So I guess my question then for you as I close is, which type of an agent are you? Mudslinger, 
or millionaire insurance producer. Millionaire insurance producers not only know what they say yes to, but they know what they say no to. The mudslinger says yes to everything and doesn't really get much in the end. Again, which one are you? My name is Charles Specht. I am the president and CEO of Permission Network, where I teach and train insurance agents just like you how to build a $1 million or more book of business. And I do it predominantly through signed broker of record letters. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast.